had to kick off with Bulmer, Asiasen, and Mike Valenti. Uh, we are back as promised. Uh, we're about to go to our, our game of the week, and I, I'm going uh, to put my neck out there with this one. Let's get to the best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best of the this best, week's of, best the of the best. And it actually should be a damn good football game. Ready for this? The Cowboys, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against America's Vikings. America's Vikings, you know, hook, line, and sinker as far as I'm concerned, Mike. And I know you're going to tell me that Vegas is talking to me. I don't even know what that means half the time when you guys talk like this. But all I can tell you is that from a former player perspective, we all hated the Cowboys. And when the Cowboys came to town, it was something special. Now, when I played the Cowboys early on, uh, you know, it wasn't Jimmy Johnson, and it was it was uh, it was uh, Coach Landry, and I think Craig Morton, or maybe a couple of those guys. I'm not, I forget who Danny White. I'm not sure who the co- uh, the quarterback was. But then all of a sudden, I played them as a Jet in the '90s, and it was Troy Aikman, and it yeah. was Jimmy Johnson, and it was Emmitt Smith, and you just they just brought the best out in you. And I know that the Vikings are sitting there after last week's miraculous victory. Knowing that the Cowboys, if this were, I don't know, the Commanders coming in or the Titans coming in or the Dolphins coming in. you play a letdown spot. Yeah, but I'm not playing a letdown spot because it's the Cowboys. All right, ask yourself. I'll take it a bike. Hold on. I want to give you, I want to try to help you. Ask yourself, with everything you just said, why are the Cowboys favored? I have no idea. Uh Aha. So if we can't figure it out. We walk into the sun in that direction. I think it's because they're more popular. So they're going to be more people gambling <sighs> on the Cowboys. Cowboys. This is just like last week. I was like the only human being on the Green Bay Packers. Yes. You just over the long haul in these types of spots. You, you just you got to do it. Didn't I take the pack? Didn't I take the Packers with you last? week? I can't confirm or deny. I, I will take the Cowboys. I mean, so I you're not you weren't the only guy. I mean, I had the Packers and the points last week. Let me ask week. you a question. Though. I didn't expect them to win, but I expect them to keep it close. Do you think at all the Vikings have been whistling by the graveyard a little bit? I mean, they're kind of they're good. I'm not denigrating. They give up a lot of yards. And here's the key. They live on the turnover. Dallas here, that that was a wacky loss. I just feel like Dallas can keep them off the field. The defense should have a little bit of pride. I mean, Dallas's defense. My God, you give up 17 points the last three times Green Bay has the ball. I think there's just a bounce back here. And by the way, Kirk Cousins, pressure. Remember, Vikings could be without three starters on the O-line this week. Which is trouble. Be very careful. Yeah, I will. But here's the thing. Be very careful. The one thing I will say, Micah Parsons, after their game last week, did say, you know, we we need better gap control. We need to be more uh, true to ourselves as a defense. And, you know, I would expect that this has been a long week for the Cowboys and that they've had to listen to all the criticism. And I could see why they're favored. Don't get me wrong. They're a good football team. And I think they're a very good defense. And I do agree with you that the Vikings have gotten by, if you will. But there's something special I feel like is happening with the Vikings because you don't win games like last week the way that they did. I mean, so we already had we already have it in the books, our December dinner bet. Yes. Do you want this to be a January dinner bet? No, no. We'll keep the December dinner bet going. I'm offering. And you're so confident. No, no, that's okay. I just, I just feel like from the player perspective, and it's the Cowboys. Okay. I know that the Vikings right now are probably sitting at home, going, I cannot believe that we are underdogs in our own building where we do not lose, and we have a home, a real home field advantage. 
Let's do it. Cowboys minus one and a half for me. Vikings <laughs> for you. Let's ride into the sun. I want to do the quarterback check-in, and there's a reason. We start the year thinking one thing. We're past the midway point, and this is about this ultra-hyped-up quarterback class okay. of two years ago. So I'm going to start. We'll just we'll pick a guy. I want to talk about where they're at right now and where you're going to believe they are next year. Okay. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence. We started the year saying franchise. We're over the halfway marker. Your report on him now and where you think he'll be week one. All right, so out of all the quarterbacks on the list, Fields, Lance, Mack, and Wilson, uh, Mac Jones, that is, uh, I, Trevor Lawrence is still the highest rated of the quarterbacks on the quarterback ranking charts. So he's got more touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, he's still learning the game. I still think there are moments in games where uh, he looks like he is the true number one can't-miss kid. Uh, I think that they are still – kind of growing together, him and Peterson. So I, I'm not going to be over negative about him, but I still think that he is the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars next year moving forward, and I think he's on a nice trajectory to be a, a, a star quarterback. Okay, so here's the question. Would you – year three seems to be where guys really break out. Look at Tua. Right. Well, hell, Josh Allen. Yeah. Um do you think next year's that year for him? Yeah, it? it's got to be. I mean, because you got to have the answer after the third year. And the reason you need the answer after the third year, you got to know whether or not you think this guy is your future and you're going to invest a fifth year in him. And you got to make that decision. Like the Giants made that decision for Daniel Jones that yeah. we're not picking up your fifth year option. So go and play for it. I don't think he's going to be in that situation. I think at worst, they'll pick up his fifth year option. At best, they'll give him a contract extension. And they. Look, they're going to continue. After next year. They'll continue putting talent around him, too, because for better or for worse, Shad Khan is never hesitant about spending money. They'll be aggressive. They'll do the things they have to do. Now, they don't always spend it the right way, but they'll try. He's so he'll be next year's Jalen Hurts. Like okay. They tried this year. You know, when they got in Christian Kirk and they went out and got some offensive linemen yeah. and drafted an offensive lineman. So, you know, they're building around him just like they should be, and hopefully they'll use the model that Buffalo and Philadelphia and Miami has put out there. I love ATN, by the way. It's great yes. to see him back healthy. He's dynamic. All right, Justin Fields. This might be the most difficult one. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. You know, I knew he was a good athlete. He ran in college. People don't realize how much he did run in college. A lot. Uh, but I don't remember him being this fast. And he looks like a completely different player than he did five weeks ago. And I do give Luke Getze a lot of credit for that. That's their offense coordinator for the Bears. He looked at some tape, figured out some things that Justin does well and is trying to play to those things. And the more he plays the way he's playing, the more comfortable he's going to get on the field and the better quarterback overall he'll be and the more in charge he'll be. So what I see is a refinement needed in his game, but there's no question about the explosive nature of the athlete. And that's Josh Allen. That's Lamar Jackson when they were young. That's what he looks like to me. All right, so we started the year saying QB blender. Yes. Now solidified, starter, Mm -hmm. massive upside, I'm I'm going to say something you have every right to laugh. I think the development you saw from Josh Allen in year two, the last thing that happened was the accuracy, the understanding of the NFL passing structure. The Bears need to do better in getting him help, getting him an O-line. Is it crazy to think we're seeing that type of development from him? I, uh, I think that that's the trajectory that he's on. There's okay. no question about it. And I do – you know, their GM, Ryan Poles, is doing a hell of a job. I mean, he made some controversial trades uh, of, of defensive players, and I, I just think whether it be Roquan Smith or or Quinn, Robert Quinn, 
you know that that broke the locker room maybe defensively, and they're giving up a lot of points. But I still think this is about the future of that young quarterback, and they recognize an opportunity to get draft picks in there, and they will definitely build around him. All right, this one's difficult because the kid's hurt, but we still have to talk about it. Trey Lance, you said by midseason benched. You yep. never even got that far. Any intel on what his future holds? None, none whatsoever. I mean, it's totally incomplete. It's I don't understand what they thought they were getting to start the season with a Super Bowl-laden roster. That's what they have now. And they had Jimmy Garoppolo on the trade uh, you know, docket and everything else, and they were trying to get rid of him, and then they redid his contract. You know, If Jimmy Garoppolo takes this team to the Super Bowl, which I think is very, very uh, possible, I don't know what they're going to do with Trey Lance because I would think that you'd want Jimmy G back. But you know, so let they, me ask you. What can Trey Lance get in a trade? Nothing. Not a fourth-round pick? Not, maybe, but I think they'd, they'd much rather try to see if they can develop him. Because, again, he's like Justin Fields. Like, you know, you see this great athlete, and you got this great arm. You just got to fight through some of the growing pains that they're dealing with and see whether or not you can figure out the offense that fits his skill set the best. And that's one thing, like, Luke Getze has done in Chicago. So if they re-sign Garoppolo... I'm just thinking mentally, all right, it'd be year three for Lance, totally unproven. He's on the rookie structure. Think Jordan Love. Okay, so you're you're just – do you think they would get any overtures? I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I really don't. And I, I don't necessarily know that Jimmy G's going to be there next year. I, there's something – between he and Shanahan that doesn't So they right could be to totally out. They could be and that or they could be Derek Carr or they could be somebody else going. Oh, Who knows? Now, now you're cooking. Yeah, All you right. never know. All right. Let, I, now let's let's go Mac Jones. All right. Well, I would say the injury hurt him this year. Um I thought, you know, he was ready to take the next step and I see some struggle in the passing games. I I would say he's a solid player. I wouldn't say that he's on the the growth chart to be a awesome, great player like Tom Brady was. Uh, he's filling some pretty big shoes. There's a lot of pressure on him. You know, I I kind of think that he's going to be the quarterback of the Patriots next year too. Okay, okay. And he's just got he's got to win these games now. And he's three and zero versus the Jets. So there's no reason to think that you're not confident that he's going to be a player. And by the way, I mean he's got a good offensive line and they got a good running game and they have an average group of receivers and tight ends. Yeah. Well, that's been the Patriots seemingly forever. Outside of the, you know, having Rob Gronkowski. It's kind of like the Titans, and it's kind of like the Green Bay Packers. Same yeah, thing. very. All right, this is the one that, look, this was controversial. We started the year with Zach Wilson. You said, question mark. I said, infinitely replaceable. Where are we at? I know they're winning, but it ain't because of him. Well, he's answering some questions. There are some throws he makes, Mike, that, you know, are undeniable, oh, yeah. that are NFL quarterback-worthy throws, and I see the explosiveness and the quick release, and I see the athleticism. He's not a runner like Justin Fields is. He's not even remotely close to any of those guys. I mean, he's a good athlete, and he shouldn't run. He should stay in the pocket and deliver it like Drew Brees did. He's got a really good arm, and he's really accurate when he knows where he's going with the ball. As long as he's careful, this defense is good enough to support him, and he's got a great supporting cast. The offensive line's a little shaky because of injuries, but I'm starting to believe in him. I'm okay. starting to believe that he can make it, and he will definitely be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year as well. So you've gotten to watch him more. You've gotten more tape on him. What does he comp out as? If you had to compare <laughs> him to someone. All right, I will say this. He's a combination of Fran Tarkenton and Brett Favre. Uh, but i got to get the Fran Tarkenton out of him 
because running backwards doesn't work no. in this day and age. No. Franz Harkinton used to be faster and quicker than the guys that were chasing right. him. You're not playing Wyoming on a Friday night. No, Saturday. you're not. You Stop. got you got to stand in there and you got to learn it. I, I'm telling you, he's got a, he's got a release kind of like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I just he throws the ball beautifully, and this touchdown pass he throws to Tyler Conklin against the New England Patriots in their previous game was beautiful. It was perfect. And you're like, wow, that's the kid. So now I just got to refine him and I got to make sure that he is focused in on every single play and he realizes the situation in the game. So if this game is tight on Sunday and you're in the fourth quarter and it's 17 to 13, you know, you don't need to be throwing the ball up. And I, I know the one ball that he threw as an interception, the second one against the Patriots, he was trying to throw it away. He just didn't throw it far enough away. Right. That you can chalk but that that's to a, a mistake. Right. It's, it's a blunder. It's not like he misread a coverage. He just didn't do what he was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And didn't do enough of it. So what is he next year? Is he a Pro Bowl level guy? Do you think he I will do. always I, be a high wire act? No, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl level guy. I do. And the reason I say that is because Joe Douglas is putting players around him. So much like I see Tua in... Miami and how his game has evolved because of the players around him. I think Zach Wilson can have that happen for him here at the Jets. All right, let's get a quick final word. What you say after this don't matter. This is the final word. I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning of the game, uh, beginning of the show. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, this game right here means everything for Zach Wilson and the Jet fan. They have to come home winners. They cannot go 0-14 against uh, the Patriots. And then, of course, Dak Prescott on the road at the Vikings. I heard what you said. It makes a lot of sense to me. He needs to have a bounce-back game. And then, of course, Josh Allen. I expect him to have a huge game in Detroit versus the Cleveland Browns. That is kickoff with Boomer and Verlenny. Holiday edition next week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you then. It's kickoff, it's kickoff. with Boomer and Valenti.